Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Wow, like most people are clustered in this one corner. <laughs> My name is Mike. I'm one of the elders here at Oasis. So I want to welcome you. <clears throat> As a church, our mission is to help people to become uh, and grow into mature disciples of Jesus. We believe a disciple should seek God, belong to community, and serve the world. Seek, belong, and serve. Welcome to any guests that are visiting with us today, uh, if you're here in person or online. Um, if it's your first time here physically, we have an Oasis coffee mug we'd like to give you. Uh, if this is your first time online, uh, you can let us know by going to the uh, Connect With Us tab on our website and fill out a connection card. Our website is www.celebratethejourney.org. Uh, for those of you who are here, you can find the connection card in the coffee mug. Uh, we don't ask this information to pester you too much, but to provide you with some important information about Oasis in order to help you decide if this is where God wants you to worship. Uh, if you have any questions before you leave, please don't leave without them being at least asked. We will find someone who will find the answers for you. Uh, the connection card can also be used to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we don't do a printed bulletin here. We have a weekly email that goes out with a link to our newsletter. Uh, that's the best way to keep up to date on what's going on here at Oasis. There's a prayer box on the back table by the lamp. Uh, if you have any prayer needs, fill out a card there, put it in the box. There's a dedicated team of prayer warriors who will um, earnestly pray for those needs over the week. Um, it will be held in the strictest of confidence unless you know it otherwise. Uh, if you're online, you can go to the prayer page tab on our website and fill out the information there. Um, we also do community prayer um, the first Tuesday of every month. Um, it's a, a great way to build community as well as experience the power and presence of God together. Our next one is October 5th. Uh, we believe supporting the local church through the giving of tithes and offerings of biblical truths, whether you're here in person or online. Uh, if you're here with us, there's a joy box on the wall by the door. You can put your tithes and offerings in the box. If you're online, you can uh, go to the Give tab on our website and fill out a one-time or recurring giving amount. And now we have two pages of announcements. It's kind of awkward. Uh, join us here in the sanctuary on October 10th and November 7th for worship nights. Um, it's a great uh, chance to get together, worship the Lord through music and prayer. Child care will not be provided, but children are welcome to attend. Um, the men's breakfasts are back. Uh, three of them have been scheduled so far. It's going to be roughly the last Saturday morning of every month. Um, because in November, the last Saturday is right after Thanksgiving, we pushed it out to be the first Saturday of December. Um, those great food, great time of fellowship, uh, just an awesome morning. Uh, the information um, will be in the newsletter and on the website or the email that you get on Thursdays. Um, there will be a uh, Bible study here at the church on uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, we're going to watch the movie first, the good version with Patrick Stewart, and then we're going to uh, a six-week Bible study on the Christian implications of that story. Uh, and I'd like to welcome everyone into the cafe after service for some coffee and fellowship time. Thank you.
of following through with the book of James. I really did. It, it, it did last one week. Um, and and, 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 and I, I joked to Charlie this morning, and I said, the Holy Spirit hijacked. And he said, it's his plane. He's the pilot. He didn't hijack anything. He just changed the direction. So, yeah, so um, we're not speaking in James today. There's a, a, a little story, not story, in Leviticus chapter 23. And God is creating the feasts. And, and, and I love this. He, he commands his people to celebrate for like seven days of celebrating. And, and I love this. And, and, and it's kind of in the Dennis version or the Dennis translation. But God says, if you don't celebrate, if you don't keep these feasts, these celebrations, I'm going to kill you. Now, personally, I believe that if we don't find time to celebrate in the Lord, we're dying slowly anyway. But it's interesting to me that God commands celebration. So I, I digress a little bit. Um, chapter 23, uh, we come to this. He's, he's implementing the Feast of Booths or Sukkot. It's when the, it, it's at kind of the, the end of the harvest season for Israel. Uh, they are to live in these makeshift tents or little huts that they make. And, and it's, it's to celebrate what God had done. Uh, for his people in Israel, that, that they, they, they lived outdoors, outside. But let me, let me, just, uh, let me just read a little bit of, of what this says. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of this seventh month, and for seven days, is the Feast of Booths to the Lord. Seven days, the beast, the, the beast yeah, Feast of Booths. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. So the first day, a holy convocation, you shall not do any ordinary work. So it's kind of like a Sabbath setting. So the first day, people are to gather around. They're to um, not do the ordinary work. They're to um, really separate that day to the Lord, that they would gather and read and, and proclaim and sing and worship. Uh, it really comes down to God is saying, this, this kind of sets the tone this first day. You shall not do any of it for seven days. You shall present food offerings to the Lord. On the eighth day, you shall hold a holy convocation and present a food offering to the Lord. It's a solemn assembly. You shall not do any ordinary work. So there's this eighth day at the end of this specific feast. It's kind of tacked on. God says, you're going to celebrate. Well, you're going to, you're, going to, you're going to hang for one. You're going to celebrate for seven. On the eighth day, it's time to rest again. Now, as, as time goes on and as, time, as this, this tradition uh, becomes um, part of the, the fabric of who Israel is, they came up with a name for this eighth day. And it's it's a, it's a day they call now. Um, how, how do they say um, Shemini Atzeret? That's the the Hebrew. And on this this day, in the days of Jesus, by the time Jesus comes on the scene, this is this is the day where um, all of the all of the um, proselyte Jews would leave the festival. And God commanded his native people, the native Jews, to be with him just one more day to rest. 
It was called the great day or the greatest day of this feast. And this is, this is when um, the, the Torah reading would be rolled back to the beginning in Genesis. And this is when people would start to pray for the rains to come, that, that um, the, the harvest is, is pretty much over and now the rains have to come in order to wet the ground so they plant the crops so it will grow. And so they begin to pray for rain during this time. But yeah, pray to God, not pray to the rain clouds, but God, would you give rain? So this is the setting. This is a command. In verse 41, he says, You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It's a statute forever throughout your generations. God's not playing around. This is a festival you guys are all going to keep. So, fast forward a few thousand years, and we end up in the book of John, chapter 7. Chapter 7 is, again, a story about Jesus going up to this festival, the Feast of Booths. He kind of hangs back a little bit, lets the boys go up ahead of him. He sneaks in in about the middle. And uh, chapter 7, verse 14, it's, ha, it says, About in the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. And so he takes this opportunity, this, this collected uh, audience celebrating the things of God, he is now going to, to preach to them. Um, and then on this last day verse 37 on the last day of the feast the great day this is the day when, when all the proselytes were gone and just the, the covenant people of God were, were there as they begin to roll back the Torah and they begin in Genesis again, as they're, as they're praying to God that he would send the rains, that their crops would be, um, they would get a full uh, yield out of, out of their land. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So here's this, this eighth day. There's a focus on water, crops, rain. Jesus says, oh, wait a minute. If any of you are thirsty, you come to me and drink. And out of you will flow living water. And he's talking about out of out of the one who has the Holy Spirit, this living one, the Spirit will flow out. Like, I had to come to the revelation this past weekend that, that right now, as I'm speaking to you, that the Spirit is actually moving out of me and, 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 and affecting this room. As you're listening and praying and take this in, the Spirit is flowing out of you and affecting the atmosphere in this room. This is, this is what takes place for those who have the Spirit of the Lord. Now, I got to thinking about all this, and you know how um, for the past year or so maybe, I've, I've talked about expectation, like, like we come to church and, and expect God to show up and to move, like come with expectation, come with desperation that, that God would move, and, 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 I, and I do see the movement of the Lord and the movement of the Spirit, but, but I wanted more, like I, I, God, I want you to show up, and I want you to do some things, I want you to it was almost like me saying, God, I want you to perform on my circus ball for the people. And 
and he was gentle with the boot across my buttocks, but but it was the boot all the same. And and he said he said Dennis, I move through my people. I manifest through my people. Go back to the word and see that those who have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ in them, out of them will flow that Spirit in a powerful way. And I'm thinking, my goodness, I come here and I'm and I'm. No doves. No fire. Yeah, fire would be cool. Fire would be awesome. Imagine that. Smoke alarm go off. And then the cops come and the fire department, and there's no fire. Woo! Come on, God. I got nothing. Because God isn't a circus clown, God isn't the bear on the ball in the circus. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to move. He's waiting for us to allow him to move through us. For those who have the Holy Spirit. Now, we, we got to talk about this for a few minutes, this Holy Spirit thing, because there is this baptism of the Holy Spirit. I firmly believe in it's additional. It's something extra. It's, it's the power. Jesus said, don't leave here in Acts. Don't leave this place until power comes upon you. And I'm thinking that's, there's got to be power that flows out of us if the words of Jesus are true. If I'm filled with the Spirit, then out of me the Spirit should flow. And that is power that comes out of me. And if power is coming out of me, then I can affect change. I can affect change in the atmosphere. I can affect change in people's lives. I can, I can pray for healing, and healing will manifest. I can prophesy because we all should desire the gift of prophecy. But then I got to thinking, my goodness, what if, what if there's been, I've allowed confusion to set in about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Like maybe, maybe, um, maybe I just kind of, let it slide a little bit. Who, can I, and, and this is not for embarrassment, but do we all understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Do we all understand that we could know Jesus? I, I'm, I'm not going to, let me go to the scripture. Acts chapter 19. Paul ends up in Ephesus and he says he finds some disciples and he says to them did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed so these people put their faith in Jesus Christ and Paul asked wait did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed and they said, no, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So there is, now I believe that the unction of the Holy Spirit is the only way that we can come to know and profess Lord as, as, um, as Jesus as Lord and Savior. So there's that, that unction. Those who have not yet received the Spirit, it's not like he is null and void in their life. He is there, but he has yet to come in power. He says, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism, which is a baptism for repentance. On hearing this, they were baptized in the Lord Jesus. When Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. They began to speak in tongues and prophesy. 
are about 12. You can know Christ and still yet to have that power plant ignited in you, that baptism of the Holy Spirit. So where do we go from here? If that's the power plant, if that's how we manifest the things of God, that, that, that when we're filled with the Spirit, His Word says that out of us, living water will flow. And that living water is the power and the manifestation of God. And, and so I think we got to get this Holy Spirit thing squared up, squared away. We have to release the Holy Spirit into those who may be sitting in this room and are have yet to experience the baptism of the Spirit. Because unless that is an active reality in our lives, we walk in a diminished power. Because it just comes from Him. It's all Him. And, and here's, here's, here's the thing. It's... <laughs> It's not about you. It's not about how, how good you can be. It's not about how many chapter and verses you can kind of put up here. It's not about that you, that you show up on church on time. Not this group. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> did I say that out loud? Uh, um, it, it's not about you. It's never been about you. And, and, and I only say that because I've learned it's not about me. Like, I can't perform my way into the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't behave my way into the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't wiggle my way, convince my way into the power of the Holy Spirit. It's been given to me. And until we believe that, that the Spirit of the living God is the power plan that wants to manifest that power out into this world, until we get a grip on that and believe it, and we are baptized in the Spirit, we got nothing. We're just a little church on a replant trying to figure it out after, post after COVID. One of the... Uh, I, I'm, I'm supposed to I, I'm supposed to put pen to paper on um, Thursdays. That's when I write sermons, and I sit down with all my little commentaries and all my little geeky Bible stuff, and I try to regurgitate something that's good. And so Thursday, I, I was out with with someone and I was doing a bunch of running around. I didn't get a chance to do it. Friday, I came into the office and uh, and 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 um, I realized that I could not write another sermon. I just couldn't. I just could not get the books, study the words. I was frustrated. I didn't know what the heck to do. Like, you're a pastor. It's Friday. You got nothing. Or no, you got something. I mean, it, it was it was uh, James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. I don't know. Boom, bleh, there it is. And I can whip up something really good. I don't want to ever preach another sermon from here I want to preach the next sermon from here and I want the unction and the power of the spirit to flow I am so I, I think to myself how many sermons does a pastor have to preach how many sermons do y'all need to listen to like some of you have been around a long time I'm sure I cannot give you anything new but the Holy Spirit can the Holy Spirit can and, and so when we come into this place, there's going to be a continued release of the power of the Spirit. We're, we're done playing around. 
uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, today I'm done playing around. We'll see what next week brings. But you know what I mean. Like, like I'm so tired of preaching regurgitative sermons. But oh, look, three points and a conclusion. It doesn't change lives. It doesn't. I have seen some of you fall asleep in here. Preaching doesn't change lives. The spirit of the living God changes lives. And so I want, I, I, if, if you want to receive the baptism in the spirit, then let's just do it. Let's get her done. Right now, we'll pray over you. Um, it, it, you may speak in tongue. You may prophesy. It, it, it doesn't matter. See, you receive by faith. You don't receive by feeling. You don't receive, you know, oh, I didn't get goosebumps or I didn't fall down. If anybody falls down and hits their head, it's on you. Okay, I'm just saying that out loud. But it, it, it's, it's about receiving by faith. The word says, the word says that out of you will flow living water. I'm, I'm ready to wet the world out there. Amen. I, I am. And, and so we look and we listen. And, and when we walk into this place, we, we start to practice and we start to hear and look and say, okay, God, who is it? Who is it? Like right now, I see Donna sitting in the back and she's smiling. And Donna, I am telling you that Satan has kept you quiet for too long. And you think for some reason that you, you're not enough or you're just kind of, you're supposed to be in the back seat and you're supposed to just spectate. But uh-uh, God says, it's time for you to move up into the front seat and take your position as a godly woman it, it, it doesn't matter what your past brought it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that you're the lone wolf in your family God says there's something for you and and, and this back seat isn't for you anymore it's the front seat in the kingdom for you young lady we're kind of the same age so I can get away with that you don't have to move now but 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 you know do you know what I'm saying so so there's these there, there's like God wants to encourage us prophecy isn't thus saith the Lord you will give me a million dollars well that to be a good prophet I, I would take that one it, it's about encouraging it's about uplifting it's it, it, it's about listening and going okay God who is it who do you want to speak to like if Jesus walked into the room and, and, and you were just, who would Jesus want to talk to? Who would we want to pick out? I mean, it's that easy with the Spirit. Because the Spirit speaks. The Spirit knows the mind of, you want to know what God's thinking? It's by the Holy Spirit. He knows the mind of God. And so you want to know what God's thinking? You listen to the Spirit. But you can't listen to the Spirit unless the Spirit has been received in you by faith. Who needs it? I know it's weird, isn't it? And we're we're on video right now. And, and Mike, you can stop the live stream. By live stream, we're going to do some ministry work here. So 